0: Nuts. Come on! Let's get nuts! Now, back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy Johnny Radio. Bryant Dacons is hanging out with me. It is a beautiful Wednesday in the Mid-South. And I mean absolutely gorgeous. And guess what? We got some basketball tonight. Tigers play Charlotte. We got baseball starting tomorrow. Spring training. MLB Network's coverage of spring training starts tomorrow. If you haven't been watching MLB Network, man, start tomorrow. You'll love it. Fired up about it. Spring training games start tomorrow. NBA Grizzlies back on Friday. Got the Clippers in the house. A lot of stuff going on. Plus, we have men's college basketball. Got some pretty good games tonight. We, if you want to watch that at Illinois, te- the uh, the Illinois team with the really bad kid on the team. What's his name again? Who are we talking about again? The bad team, the bad kid for Illinois. Bad kid for Illinois. Like bad isn't a player. Like yeah, doesn't he have some bad charges? Oh, bad isn't a person. Terrence Shannon
1: Jr. Yeah, he has. He's being accused of rape.
0: Yeah. If you want to watch um how they treat people what they, what they treat pretty really good, uh he's they're playing tonight on the Big Ten Network. They're a seven and a half point favorite against Penn State. We got a lot of great college basketball, the Florida Alabama game. We're gonna break all these things down. We're about to talk a lot of college hoops, a lot of stuff that we saw last night. But I am very fired up about baseball. I know that you might not be as fired up as I am, but dude, tomorrow again. E? Not, no no no! I'm talking about. Oh, I was just about to say baseball is my
1: favorite sport. I oh, would ba- say. baseball!
0: I, lo- I love baseball. This yeah. time of the year too, I get so excited because the weather's getting nice. I know March is right around the corner. We're gonna get the conference ch- tournaments, the March Madness, the you know opening day is gonna be here before you know it. Fantasy baseball drafts. Mm-hmm. I love. I, I think studying for your fantasy baseball draft might be the most fun thing in the world. Um, I might sound like a complete nerd. I don't know. Probably, but I love it. But I will tell you one person in baseball who's not very happy. Who's that? Raphael Devers. Mm. He has ticked the bleep off. Um, He has completely called out the front office pretty much. He came out there, and, you know, everybody's getting ready for spring training. And he made it clear that he doesn't think that their franchise, that their front office is doing anything to really improve the roster. It didn't do enough over the winter. But he also made me really um, kind of laugh at the way he put it. He said, um, "He's like the front office; they need to make adjustments to help us, the players, be in a better position to win." Everybody in this organization wants to win. We as players want to win. I think they need to make an adjustment to help us win. Then he realized what he was saying. He's like, "You know, I'm not saying that this team isn't okay right now, though. You know, um, the, you know, we're really good right now, but they they need to be conscious of what you know what our weaknesses are." And what we need, you know, going forward. Look, Raviel had a great year. Devers went, what, 33 bombs? Here it is, 100 RBIs, 271. They play in in, an AL loaded East. I don't know if you realize this, people, but Baltimore is for real. You know what I'm saying? Have you been paying attention? Baltimore is going to be good this year. The Yankees, they're always the Yankees. You know they went out and got this year? Uh, 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 Soto, One Soto, and they might get uh, Blake Snell, left-handed bat with the shortest right field in baseball. Think about that, dude's going to hit so many bombs. Now, Aaron Judge, by the way, I don't know if you heard this. Speaking of uh, you know opening day and spring training, he said his toe from last year is going to take constant, you know that they're going to constantly have to keep that like working on his toe. That this is something that's going to bother him. The rest of his career, like going, yes, yeah. going forward. Now you know um, MLB Network tonight. If you want to see the top ten players, they have that. Uh, the, their unveiling of the mm-hmm. top ten players in baseball is going to be unveiled tonight. I don't think judge has been named, has he?
1: I I don't know, but I've been I've been following. I've been following,
0: and I haven't seen him. I'm just I'm just telling you, like trying to give you a chance, dog. Now, and I'm just telling you with this toe injury, Thanks. does it not change really his ceiling after hearing this yesterday? Uh, it's a good question. I mean, if this is something now, he had a great season last year. You know what he did the year before. That's still unbelievable. Um, Aaron judge is great, but damn man, like a a toe injury, something you're going to constantly have to work with. We'll keep an eye on that. But a talking baseball, the one who's not happy again is Rafi Devers. And I had to go look up to make sure I went crazy. They weren't very good last year, but they made a few changes. But you're de- he's definitely right. I don't think this is a team that's going to really able to be competing. Um, if you remember Tyler O'Neill for the Cardinals, he'll be out there in left field playing for uh, Boston. They got him in a trade. You got um, – who else did they bring in? They brought Vaughn Grisham in to play second base. Hey, that's – like that's not – that's nothing. He could not even play with Atlanta. You know what I mean? Like, it, no. Uh, they're going to have cleanup, it looks like, probably Trevor Story. You know that's not. I mean, Trevor's story was great in Colorado, a, like a while ago. I mean, he, he doesn't. He's not scared. J, Jalen Duran's from center field. He's going to be their their leadoff hitter. Now Yoshida, he'll be their DH. He can pop. But when you go look at that team, it's it's definitely not the scariest lineup. I guess Connor Wong's going to be playing catcher. Man, they just don't have anything that's kind of scary. And then you look at what they went out and got. They their their off season. Pickups for their terrible pitching staff was Lucas Giolito. Every year we have it in the fantasy circles, people talking about how great Lucas Giolito is going to be this year. Oh, this is the year he's going to put it together. This is the year that Lucas, man, please, Lucas ain't ever going to get it done. I mean, my man's been in service since 2012, and we've been waiting on him for for too damn long. It ain't happening. But he's their number one. Nick Pavetta, their number two. Heck, this is this is a this is not a good pitching staff. It's not a scary lineup. And Kenley Jensen is is their closer. You know how old that man is? Yeah, hey, he's old. I mean, damn. Yeah, he got thirty two saves last year. But I don't want my closer with the ERA north of four. And his was four point one six. Not at all man just uh it's 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 not going to be really good in that tough division but i will tell you this brian dacus we are going to be talking some baseball this year
1: absolutely
0: and i am extremely excited about it and have you have you looked at some of like just kind of you know, have you seen like what are have, is there is there anything that just absolutely you're excited about? And I know I'm just asking you off the cuff, but like, is there any off season move that you're just like, damn? Other than of course Shohei to the Dodgers and everything that the Dodgers brought over, but is there something like you're like, man, that might change the you know trajectory of this team? Now I can't think of any off the top of my head. No, I'm just I'm just ready to watch some baseball. Well, you get it tomorrow, man. Get ready. That's get right. up in the morning. Got a little baseball going on. Um I'm fired up now. I got to get to college ba- to college basketball. Last night, uh, watching Tennessee play uh, Missouri. Wow, that Missouri team is not any good. And Dalton Connect did not play. Th- that Tennessee had the worst first half I have ever seen. Like it was there. I, I thought really there was a lid on the basket, or they were both teams were point shaving. You know that the halftime score was twenty six to twenty nine. Missouri up by three at half. Yeah, 26 points you're telling me all Tennessee could score? Dalton connect had only two points in that game. My goodness, they were terrible. Um Ziegler was playing awful. Like the whole team was terrible. It was weird and then, you know, like then Adu um A-do, whatever, man. Like, he goes crazy and starts grabbing some boards and throwing some balls down and blocking a bunch of shots, and the connect starts hitting a couple threes, drains three of them in the second half, and then Tennessee waltzes to a five-point win. They did not cover the spread. They did not look good, and for about 30 minutes, that game was kind of – a little bit scary. I was thinking to myself, "Damn, Tennessee, are they actually going to lose this? Like, is Missouri going to be zero and twelve and then beating big bad Tennessee?" Wouldn't that be crazy? It would have been nuts. But then Tennessee kind of woke up, decided they know what they are doing. They locked them down on defense, and then they just started getting the ball to Dalton Connect, and he just started making it rain, getting to the rack, just doing everything. And and that damn Tennessee team is so freaking good when they want to be. But that's also a team that can look very disinterested in playing basketball. And last night, for the first 10 minutes, that was a team that looked like they almost thought they were just going to sleepwalk. And again, this is a program that's never had a team in the Final Four. You've got to be careful on that stuff. I mean, they didn't. I have to look at this real quick because I, I, I still I, – i I'm telling you, I don't believe that they scored 15 points in the first five minutes The either team combined. It was a the lowest-scoring first half I have ever seen. In fact, yes, here we go. I finally found that little thing that tells me the time and all that good stuff. All right, so it was – Damn. It was 6 to 2 with 12 minutes left in the first half. That's 8 points in the first 8 minutes of the ball game. 8 points in the first 8 minutes of a basketball game. Wow. I watched the final 46 seconds in one game last night where they scored 9. Yeah damn Fallon, getting my toe my overs to my unders the be overs losing games with me in 9 minutes and 42 seconds i was so mad last night <laughs> but there's um you know tennessee like when they want to play they're they're awesome uh but sometimes they just kind of seem lackadaisical but like when they want to they can beat you in so many ways because dalton connect is probably the best like one-on-one, if you need a dude to go get a bucket, mm-hmm. he can get to the rack. He's got good enough handles to get around almost anybody and get to the rack, and he's very effective. He also can pull up for the mid-range game. His shot is ridiculous. He's so much bigger than you think, and he his three-point shot, he is deadly from anywhere, and it is quick. It is It is extremely quick. But then they got dudes coming in there. They got full-grown monsters down there. Like, Tennessee's got some monsters. And then Ziegler, he might be the littlest point guard. But he is the quickest little dude. And he stays in front of everybody. And he is one hell of a defender. He can also hit the three. When he's not running around and disinterested like he was in the first 10 minutes, you saw him in the stretch when he wanted to get out and go. He's got vision all over the place, and he gets it to those bigs right around that rack, and he just sets up simple dunk after dunk after dunk. Man, I'm impressed with that Tennessee team. But what happened to UConn last night was they just got blitzed. Sure did. And I'll say that one kid, that little Ashworth kid, he when he's hot, he can hit. But is creating a, a team that actually kind of does, like, scare you, scare you. Like this isn't a team that you, I don't think can put six consecutive wins together. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, they have got to shoot 40% from three to beat you. Mm-hmm. Like they have to have their shooters on. And that's kind of one thing that I was always wondering. Like that's the thing about the tournament. Like Tennessee, and the reason I feel like the SEC, and I'm going to this, you know, this big – I'm about to go on the conference – Thing, I feel like when I look at the SEC, I see so many teams that can beat you in so many ways. Whereas like the Big 12, Houston has to play great defense and Shed has to get off. Kansas has to get 20-10 and 10 from Hunter Dickinson. You know, there's like every team that I watch, Iowa State, you know, Iowa State's just kind of a little bit of complete team actually. Like they're just kind of good at a little bit of everything. I got to give them a little credit on that. Like, they can beat you in a few different ways, but I don't feel like they have the athletes that I see at some of the programs like Tennessee, at Alabama, at Auburn, at Kentucky. And I sound like an SEC homer. But again, when I go over and look at North Carolina, I just can't stand two little six foot guards being on the court at the same time and being, you know, and one of them is so ball dominant. I love RJ Davis. Is he great? But are those other guys at the big point of a ball game going to be able to step up? Because I don't know, I really don't. And then Duke, I don't. I, I still haven't figured Duke out. I think they're better than North Carolina. Do you think they're better than North Carolina? Do you think they're the best team in the ACC?
1: Um, I really like North Carolina. Um, I like Duke too. I think they're both. Uh, I mean, I think you could be interchangeable, and they'd. You know, I could. I can make a case for both being the best team.
0: It, I don't know, man. It's just like North Carolina is so dependent on one man, and Baycott. I just don't think is a smart basketball player. Baycott's starting to put it together. Hey, man. And then he's going. He's starting to put it together. Man, how long has he been in North Carolina to put it together? Well, and that's
1: that's really who is you know this team is relying on. I mean, R.J. Davis you know, is going to do player, his. But if you're but going if you to ain't be, getting
0: twenty points from R.J. Davis, right. you're in serious trouble with right. scoring. Right, and
1: he's starting to put together. I think five straight uh, double doubles um, over his last five games. So he's starting to put it together and, and kind of coming around, and, and that could be uh, that could be massive for for North Carolina.
0: I just kind of look at the Duke team and feel like the the, the players like they got dudes that you know uh, who was it McCain mm-hmm. like man what did he, he had what thirty some like,
1: yeah he had like seven threes in the first half I, I don't man. remember his exact, his exact line but yeah it was a really good game for him like he
0: ha- you have the big dude down low you have guys that can actually hit shots on the perimeter I mean Kyle Filipowski he's ridiculous a uh, roach is out there playing sick defense on any, anybody who's handling the basketball. Uh, the Proctor kid's pretty damn good. Like, they got they got some real good guards. And when you have, like, three, four real good guards, one or two forwards, and a beast in Kyle Filipowski, like, that wins in college basketball, especially the way that John Shire coaches and has them sharing the basketball. Like, I just like this Duke team better than North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like they have the higher ceiling, hmm. but when I look at the Big Twelve, like I feel like I can tell you who the best team is in, in each. Who's the better conference, ACC or the uh, or the Big Twelve? Big Twelve by four. Okay, I just I not even sure. close. These are they they, sure. they. they. they by the way, I, I'm going to be honest with you. The ACC, like how few teams are gonna come out of that bad boy. Well, but if you're grading
1: it based on how far teams go and you're really I'm like grading on how I mean, far teams dude.
0: are going. I like Duke, but I don't think North Carolina is somebody who's going to go very far again. I don't like the two small guards. I don't trust Baycott. I just don't trust that team. Um man and I and I and I think about it all the time. How good is Hubert Davis as a basketball coach? He had that hell of a hell of a run, and then the team the very next year completely fell apart. Now the team, you know, it feels like they peaked a little bit early. Mm. And, again, they're so reliant on what R.J. does. Like, I don't know if, like, the, in those pressure moments, is he that dude who's going to step up and, you know, call the great inbounds play? Mm. You know, throw him in the right defense? Or is he just going to, you know, is he a guy who's going to call a timeout and run a play? Or is, you know, in the final 15 seconds just going to let the guys and see if, if the guys can go out there and get it done? I don't, I don't know. I've still not. I mean, he's very early in his career, so we'll we'll see with that. But yeah, the SEC. I don't know who's the best. I mean, Nate Oates has got his Alabama team playing like they're out of control. Like, who's the best team in the SEC? That's
1: a good question. I uh, I really don't know. I mean, I think uh, I think right now you would probably say. Um I don't know. I mean, it could be anybody. I think uh, Alabama certainly has the case. I mean, Tennessee I was listening to Dave. Case.
0: He was he's in love with Kentucky. I love Kentucky. I you really love do. Kentucky I too. And, and again, this is a, like a team a that lost three games in a row to Arena, something Billy Gillespie's never done. Something I don't believe has ever happened in Kentucky history. Mm-hmm. Cal, this Kentucky team did that. Yet, and they're eight and four, four losses in the SEC. But like again, they got enough depth, and they are healthy, and they got. Man, one of the fastest guards in the world, and a couple bigs who can step out and drain some threes. I like them. South Carolina Gamecocks, not scared of them, but like I feel like they are for a team that I know that's going to get in the tournament out of the SEC. Like I feel like they have the lowest ceiling. Like yeah. I don't expect much out of them, but they can come up there and bite you every once in a while. I'm that Gator team starting to look pretty damn good to they me. Are. We're going to see what happens tonight against Alabama. Tennessee scares the hell out of me. Auburn and Bruce Pearl, when they put it together, I think when they put it together, they have the deepest team in the SEC. And man, when they're hitting their threes, they are they are a handful. Damn, and we got Ole Miss and Mississippi State fighting for their damn lives tonight down in Starkville. they are? They are. Man, the SEC's loaded, bro. By the way, Texas A and M. Did you see how embarrassed they should be? Texas A and M. You should be embarrassed. You got beat by Arkansas last night. Did right. you see that? Yeah. On your home court, bro. Right. Like, what the hell happened to this A and M squad that was supposed to be good this year? A lot of people said could win the SEC this year. Hell yeah, they did. They also said the player of the year was in the SEC and um it was not. They weren't saying Dalton Connect. They were saying Wade Taylor the Fourth. And Wade Taylor the Fourth ain't done jack. What happened to A&M, man? That's a good question. They are terrible. I can't believe Arkansas beat them. I'm so glad I didn't touch that game. But we're going to touch some games tonight. There's a lot of good action tonight again. Alabama, we talked about Florida. We're going to get into it. Um, Don't forget, there's going to be college football probably coming down the pipe. I'm sure, Brett, if anything does break today with uh, the college football playoff committee, uh, because, again, yesterday they voted unanimously for the 5-4 model. Top five conference champs with the highest ranked team will move on. They're the automatic qualifiers for the college football playoff. Then you have seven at-large teams. That is correct. Seven at-large teams. That will make your 12. And then the top four ranked teams, of course, that are conference champs, which basically means the ACC, the SCC the Big Ten, and the Big 12 champion, will get a first-round bye. The – Fifth seed through the twelfth seed will play in the first week with the top four highest seeds hosting the college football playoff on their campus, which will be awesome. Now I also heard some things where people are going, well, well, during the college football playoff, um, um you know, you know, the kids are going to be off on Christmas break; they're going to be back home, dude. If their football team is playing and hosting a college football playoff game. They're going to be on campus, and they're going to be at that damn game. Like that's just the way. I mean, would you not be? Are you choosing home? And you're a college kid, or are you choosing a college football playoff championship game? Probably the playoff game. right, man. I mean, I'm just going to tell you right now. I love my daughter Savannah. She loves me. We are we're great. But she's choosing like a <laughs> instead of coming home for the holidays, she'll be she would be down in Oxford at that game. Luckily, I would be too. So everything's good. Uh, But yeah, that's coming out and again today a lot of people are thinking that Sankey and Petiti, the Big Ten and the SEC commissioners are about to flex their muscle as they talk about the future of the college football playoff committee and their power and how they structure it and how they split the pie and the revenue and how it's going to be shared. Expect to be hearing that um, the Big Ten and the SEC are trying to make the ACC and the Big 12 their little bitty brothers or they're – they're little brothers, you know what I'm saying? I was just my little brother, you know what I'm saying? I'll give them a piece, but I ain't giving it to them all. We're going to keep a lot for me. Or maybe instead of like, you know, financial concessions, what if the SEC and Big Ten say we, we, we get guaranteed three spots in the college football playoff? I don't know what's going to happen, but I have a feeling that there's going to be some news today. Make sure you're listening to the stats. And Dake is between three to six, if anything comes down the pipe. And again, Notre Dame, a lot of people have said today that Notre Dame because... Oh my goodness! They're not in a conference, so they don't have a chance to get one of the first round buys, one of the top four seeds. Notre Dame can never be one of the top four seeds. They got to join a conference. Well, they all have an. They already do have an automatic buy, and all that NBC money they don't have to split up. So I don't think this does push them and force them to go and join a conference because they can't have a buy. Because guess what? They already have a built-in buy because they don't have to play in a conference championship game. And their schedule—I read to it earlier. Their schedule is soft, soft as baby poo. USC, A&M, and Florida State are their three difficult games. The rest of them are weak sauce. But that's a little college football update. We got spring baseball starting tomorrow. Got Charlotte and the Tigers tonight, Grizzlies, Clippers on Friday, but Hardenwood is coming up next. Sports 56, 98.5 FM. We are real sports talk. Sports 56 WHBQ. Available on your radio dial at 560 AM and 98.5 FM, as well as around the world online at sports56whbq.com. Take us with you everywhere by downloading the Sports 56 app, And at home, just say, Alexa, play Sports 56. Wherever you are, stay tuned in to real sports talk. Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. All
1: the wisdom of the universe is in these (laughs) bones.
0: Now back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again... Johnny Radio. papa said, Son, don't let the man get to do what
1: it done to me.
0: Don't Welcome back to a little sports 56 happy hour. I'm your buddy, Johnny Radio. Happy Wednesday, people. Tigers hoops tonight. Gonna find out if uh if it just gets worse or maybe it gets a little better. I don't know what we're gonna find out tonight, but I'll definitely be watching seven o'clock tonight. Oh, and if you can't uh make it to the game or find a TV, don't forget, listen to Dave Man, tears it up on the, the airwaves, calling them tiger games. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You gotta check it out. You'll love it. Also, something you need to check out is Top Gun. You know why? One, it's the largest range in the Mid-South, but I don't know if you know this. Size isn't their only difference. Top Gun has the best instructors with over 300 years combined experience. Plus, they got classes all the way from first shot to bat, to master marksmanship. Top Gun's affordable. The gold membership's just $48 a month. That's just $1.60 a day for unlimited range time. Free gun rentals with the purchase of ammo. They have, a, they have over 100 different pistols. Plus, you get access to the Members Lounge, Top Gun, 2770 Witten Road, TopGunMemphis.com. Always shoot with the best. Top Gun Memphis. Let's go to Hardinwood. This
1: is Access Hardinwood.
0: Well, this sounds like another spot, but it's not. Got bad news for you winos out there. Yo, winos, can I get a what up? You know all those people who were like, yeah, man." I love to drink my red wine because it's good for my heart. Okay. It has a lot of antibiotics. I don't
1: know what what, uh, voice we're doing, but she. I'm doing
0: a wino. Okay. A sophisticated wino. Like... A lawyer, why not? <laughs> I've never met a lawyer that sounds like that, but okay. All right, whatever, man. You just don't get out enough, man. I guess you're right. No, you're you not point. getting out, man. Just not getting out enough. But if I you're... spend my time watching a bad conference play basketball at the Big Twelve, well, I'm glad you do this. I'm, I'm glad because actually, the back again, the games are great. It's not, it's not disparage the games. Just disparage the teams. Just the teams, just uh-huh. the teams. Well, just the teams' chances of going far in the NCAA right, tournament. Right,
1: right. Even though uh, – I'll save it. Go ahead.
0: Yes, the, so, even though they're going to have eight, nine teams in. No,
1: yes. no, no, that's not what I was going to say. Please go <laughs> ahead. I'll bring it up later. I don't want to get you off your subject.
0: Medical professionals now are coming out and saying – because you know that a long time, for a long, long time, what did people used to say to you?
1: Uh, um,
0: I drink wet red wine because it's good for my heart. Right. You've, you've heard that many times, uh-huh. right? Mm, sorry, people. No reason to drink red wine because the cardiologists say that red wine actually increases your blood pressure, which is bad for your heart, There go, Ergo, any antioxidants that you get from the red wine are not going to help out your heart. Plus, it has more carcinogens, or it has more cancer-causing agents than it actually has antioxidants that fight the cancer. So, like, your free radical antioxidants that are coming in your red wine... They ain't even stopping the bad stuff they putting in you. You know what I'm saying? So all you people who are like, i drink red wine because it's healthy. Stop it. Just get the best, bro. Just get Tito's, man. Tito's is gluten-free. It really is. It's made 100% from corn. It doesn't have all that sugar in it, like the dead gum red wine. So, uh, again, this isn't a spot. I'm just telling all you people out there, I, I didn't want to be the one who ruined your day. It's the it's the doctors who ruined it. And by the way, they've done research for like the last eight years. And they say it's 100% conclusive that red wine is not good for you or healthy. Why did it take them eight years to tell us or eight years for them to figure this out? And why did they for so long say it was good for you? How many wine open, winos out there were people, you know what? You know a lot of people that had bad hearts would actually go, you know what? I'm going to start drinking red wine. They were just hurting themselves, man. So I'm here to save people's lives. You're welcome. Thank now, you. I'm also a little bit upset, man. Are you? Yep. Did you hear about the Powerball dude? Um, he uh, won $340 million. At least he thought he did. Okay. His name is John Cheeks. So he gets lottery tickets. Kind of, he's one of them guys who goes out there and kind of, you know, puts in his own little number, gets the winner, you know, whatever. So he checks the DC lottery website after the lottery, like every week, because he plays the same numbers. On the website, the official website, guess what was going down? What's that? His numbers were there. Okay. He freaks out. He thinks he won three hundred and forty million dollars. My man says he. He didn't shout. He didn't scream. He just called his longtime friend, asked him for a bunch of advice. They screenshot the picture. They you know, told their families. They reached out to lawyers. Started doing a little bit of financial work here and there. You know what I'm saying? And uh, then, of course, he went to redeem his prize and take it to the D.C. Uh, office for lottery and gambling. And when he got there, guess what? What's up? They told him, oops. Whoa. And he would have said, oops. What do you mean? He said, sorry, sorry, sorry. Somebody accidentally uh, posted one number that's wrong. Whoa. My man literally, okay, you got to understand, my man like just like, like goes, like you don't just like show up at the D.C. Lottery Commission or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, like he took off, he reached out and got an attorney, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he, he put in a little bit of work, don't know if he quit his job. My man thinks he won three hundred and forty million dollars, and he walks up and he's like, "Bro, this ain't you messed up my damn order. Just fix it." Like this ain't like, oh man, yo 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 man, I'm so sorry. Uh, I was supposed to get a fries or something, right? Or dude, you gave me a fruit cup, man. It was supposed to be potato chips.
1: That's crazy.
0: $340 million, I mean, this dude and by the way, it was up on the website for a few days, do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, if you like, what would you do? Like, how would the, okay, so you know, like, ignorance is bliss, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't know what it's like you just but like, to think that I have $340 million like, let me just tell you something like what if, like, could you imagine, you know? The, I hear there's some good shake joints in DC. Uh huh. What if my man went straight to his bank, grabbed like he only had like five grand in his account, right? And he's like, "Yo, man, I need that. I need that five large, like, right now." Mm-hmm. And he took in him and his boys, and they went out to celebrate at the club. And you're making it rain like as close as Ja Moran. Like, try you're trying to be like a little Ja, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm throwing that money in the air Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you like also take off work you're not getting paid for it and you go and you like about to cash in your 340 million dollars and then they're like uh sorry we made a mistake yikes bro i just spent my life savings last night at the junt not good how am i gonna pay my bills i'm about to get fired because i didn't even call in today Mm. and i'm not at work obviously like i mean you see how many things could go south oh yeah i feel bad for that dude like that's that's terrible and i also feel bad i actually can't believe i'm saying this for tom brady yep tom brady's calling bs on giselle and i'm calling bs myself listen man you know what like we as men don't come in in, and support other men as much as we need to. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you know when a, when a breakup happens, like, your boys ain't really got your back because they don't care. Right. And y'all don't really, like, talk about that stuff. Heck, and your boy might even be excited that you broke up because he's like, man, you know, I always thought your girl was kind of hot. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You never know. I'm just saying it's not, like, a big deal. But, like, girls, like, they're, like, all, like, oh, come here. I'm so sorry for your loss. He, you're better without him. He wasn't good enough for you anyway. Sure. You know, like, they get a lot of positive reinforcement. Uh-huh. I think Tom Brady needs some positive reinforcement. Okay. He's a, little, um, he's a little upset. He's a little twisted. Because Giselle, instead of having her girls, like, get her back because she was leaving her husband, it turns out it was a... Uh, it was, uh, what's his name, Joaquin Valente or whatever, the jiu-jitsu guy? Yeah, yeah, they're yoga instructors. They're whatever. yoga, ins- no, he's a jiu-jitsu master. Uh, instructor. instructor or whatever. Tom Brady started doing jiu-jitsu with him. One day Giselle says, I want to join in the jiu-jitsu class and I want to learn. And Tom Brady's like, oh, use my guy, mm. Mr. Valentin. And Next thing you know, they're rolling around on the floor and he's doing more than a- giving her an arm bar, if you know what I'm saying. Well, Giselle said, you know, they are dating, and he has been, like, coming out of her house every morning, because I know, because I'm looking at the TMC hot shots of him coming out. Mm -hmm. And uh, Giselle claimed that she didn't start dating Joaquin until June of 2023. And you know what Tom Brady finally did? He just went out there and called BS. Right. Because Giselle did this whole spread in People magazine about her and her new jiu boyfriend. But of course made it very, very, very apparent that, oh, we never, like, we never, we might have known each other. Like, for a year and done jitsu, jiu-jitsu for like a year while me and Tom Brady started to grow apart and get divorced. But it hadn't and we might just we might have started dating like the day I left the damn house. He's like picking up the kids at my school. But we didn't start dating until months later. Come on, Giselle. You really think people are that stupid? Well, I can tell you one thing, Tom Brady ain't that stupid. And Tom Brady caught BS. It's about time. Somebody reach out to Tom Brady and tell him it's gonna be alright. You're gonna do alright. And by the way, like bro. Like, let's just be real. He's young. She went young. Like, if you got the money, is that what you're supposed to do? Yeah, I guess so. Tom Brady, good luck. You're going to be all right. I have a feeling Tom's going to be all right.
1: I, I would agree with
0: that. You think so? He's a good looking guy. I mean, he's also rich, too. I mean, he's going to make, he's got like a 300. You know, next year, he's going to be doing the broadcast, he's going to be a part of the A team next year. Who do you think is going to actually be, end up being better at their job when this is all said? Is it going to be Greg Olson or Tom Brady? That's
1: a good question. Because nah,
0: Greg Olson know. is fabulous at it, mm. and he doesn't get enough credit. But he's yeah. now going down a step because Tom Brady is coming in next year. But, hey, Greg, Giselle didn't leave. You know, you didn't lose your wife to the jiu instructor. Yeah, so just feel for Tom. Tom, good luck out there, buddy. And then Travis Kelsey, bro. I have, a, I have a bad feeling this is going to end bad for Travis. Do you know he hopped on a private jet to go to Sydney, Australia? You know why?
1: I'm guessing Taylor's performing in Sydney.
0: Yeah, you know who sent for uh, Travis in the private jet? Who's that? That would be T-Swizzle. Okay. Like, how many girls? Hey, babe, I'm going to send a private jet to come get you That's and great. fly you down on I, deck.
1: I wish... Uh... Wish I was
0: as lucky. What I'm just saying is is my man's life is pretty awesome. And now he's like living the billionaire lifestyle. He's, everything's going good. Is is Travis Kelsey now... Because I thought it was going to be T. Swizzle who got her heart broken and writes a song about Travis Kelsey. That was my original predicament and belief. But now I'm starting to believe Travis Kelsey is getting a taste for caviar. And he don't want to go back... To the Arby's. You know what I'm saying? Or no, Captain D's. Mm. He wants caviar, not Captain D's, bro. You, she's got to have a song
1: already written, right, for their breakout. I mean, she's dropping an album in like April. I mean, is she going to
0: break his little heart?
1: Well, I'm just saying just in case. Like, you know, you you got to have one in case. You know, I think she's dropping an album in like April or May. So, you know, that's a couple months and something could happen. I mean, I, I got to feel like she has like a song as a placeholder just in case... Something happens, they break up. She can throw it on the album and uh, and have that because that would be great.
0: If T. Swizzle breaks up with Travis Kelsey, does she still pretend to be friends with Brittany Mahomes? No. I totally agree. we got to take a quick timeout. we got bets on the other side. Sports 56, 98.5 FM. Join the voice of the Tigers, Dave Wolotion for Wolo and Friends. Weekday mornings from 10 to 11 here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. The only power source capable of generating 1.21 gigawatts of electricity is a bolt of lightning. Now, back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy, Johnny Radio, hanging out with Brian Dacus all day long. Big thanks to him for just being so wonderful, and also Dustin Starr for joining us. And I hope your hump day has been beautiful as the John, weather. John,
1: would you like to guess who Bart Torovic has as the most likely team, the best chance to uh, win the national championship this year in college basketball?
0: UConn? Wrong. Tennessee? Wrong. Purdue? Wrong.
1: Who the University of Houston Cougars? They have a twenty-four point three percent chance of winning the national championship. Is he a young fella
0: who did this, and he, he just has not. a thing for older women? He is not. You sure? I'm positive. All right, man. Not I don't that. think I, he. You just trying to hit me upside the head with not a little that. Big Twelve love. Big R2. Twelve
1: has a thirty-five point eight percent chance of winning the national championship.
0: Well, do you know? SEC has sixteen. All right. All right. Listen. I don't know if I trust the numbers. You hey, know? hey, look, I'm just giving you data. Hey, why? Never mind. I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> uh, I will say this, though. Tonight, Duke plays Miami, and Miami is terrible. Hey, like, bad. Miami's a great place to go, mm-hmm. but I'm laying the six and a half with the Dukies. My Enjoy job. that money, man. Get out there. Make the world a better place. See you on the flip side. Peace. Monday.